Luke chapter 4, verse 1 takes us to Jesus being baptized by his cousin John the Baptist. The lineage is given in the third chapter. And verse 1 says, Then Jesus, being filled, remember, he was just baptized. Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when he had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God and Lord do your work. I'm your spokesman, and that's all I am. These are your people. It's your spirit. It's your word, Lord. I'm a mouthpiece, and God, I want to do what I'm supposed to do right now to the best of my human ability. Take full control in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's look at this again. Jesus was baptized. He had not began his earthly ministry yet. He was baptized. He was filled with the Spirit. And then, immediately, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The devil didn't lead him in the wilderness. The devil was waiting on him when he got into the wilderness. There's two things that I want you to try to remember, write it down, do whatever you need to do to get a hold of this. And thinking about last week, there's two things you need to understand about being filled with the Spirit. And the first thing is that the Spirit, when you are filled with the Spirit, the Spirit leads us. The Spirit will lead you. You don't have to wonder. He directs our steps. He leads us in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. When you are filled with the Spirit, you don't have to figure it out. Praise God. The second thing you need to know about the Spirit, and this is why I can't live without being filled with the Spirit daily, because the Spirit sustains you. When Jesus went into the wilderness, and I love this because the Bible says he went into the wilderness being led by the Spirit, but he was tempted for 40 days by the devil. And all 40 days he was tempted, but we do not have any scripture that tells us whether Jesus did or did not use scripture against Satan or whether he just let him talk and let him tempt for 40 days. But we know on the last three temptations in that wilderness, on the last three, Jesus spoke up. And he didn't speak his own, even though he was the word, 
He just spoke, it is written. It is written. It is said. It is written three times. One of the reasons I believe that he spoke, well, I, I believe he was tired of hearing the devil. I really believe he was hungry, but he didn't give in to hunger. I believe because the three things that your flesh is faced with every day in mine is, which is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the, the pride of life, the lust of the eye, are things that we all, I just had a moment there, I'm, I'm sorry, I had a moment. You want to say another prayer, you just say a prayer, I'm good. But we, we, we are faced with these things every day, every single day. We are all hungry. We get hungry. I've done told you I'm hungry right now. And we all have a level of pride that we have to deal with on a regular basis. We, we like to be recognized. And, and, and we all like money. And we like stuff. And we like places. And we like things. So Jesus kind of gave us an inside look that even though he comes at you after 40 other times and he comes at you with the three things that your flesh cries out for every day, all you got to do is say, Satan, it is written, leave me alone, get out of here, get behind me. And if you don't do that, you're going to find yourself having a bad day inside of the wilderness. And I want to tell you that you don't want to go into a wilderness at any time, church. No time, no kind of wilderness. You don't want to enter the wilderness and not be full because the Spirit led Jesus, but you're going to find yourself in a wilderness all throughout your Christian walk. And if anybody wants to agree and kind of say amen or just nod, that's fine. You're going to find yourself in a wilderness. It might be a wilderness of depression. It might be a wilderness of misunderstanding or just hurt or depression or doubt. I done said that, I know. Or confusion or even physical sickness or setback. You're going to find that you live in and out of the wilderness throughout your whole walk. But the Lord has made it possible. Well, and I need to address this. But, but Opie, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. That's fine. And, and, and I know a lot of guys that are ball players. There are hundreds or thousands of professional athletes by name, by title. But every one of them, and more than that, we've got hundreds of thousands over time and even right now that is served in the military. And they just didn't sign up and say, okay, uh, you're in. They all had to be conditioned. They had to go through programs. They had to graduate. They had to, to get, they had to be in a place where they were equipped to fulfill and fight and carry out mission. Any of the military want to amen that? And a lot of it wasn't fun. You want to amen that? Amen. amen. And so, and that's why we always give honor and credit where honor and credit is due. So likewise, yes, I believe, I need for somebody just to stop and pray for me. I'm having a little struggle with 
being lightheaded right now. So if you just close your eyes and pray for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Hallelujah. God will complete and finish what he started. God is greater. God is mighty. God is faithful. And God is strong. God is God. And nobody else, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And I receive you, Lord. I receive you, Lord. Behold, the days are coming when I will show myself strong on your behalf. No weapon formed against you, it will not prosper. Though you walk, you won't faint. What Satan has designed for evil and failure in your life will be turned at that moment for a testimony and all glory and praise and honor. So do not lose hope. Do not stop. Do not quit. Do not question. Just walk for me and shine as a bright candle and I will show myself strong through you, thus saith the Lord. I think you need to just stop and recognize the Spirit of God right now. I'd give him a shout, a praise or something. 
Thank you. Can I just say something before we go any farther? If any of you are, if you're a visitor and you don't quite understand how things are happening right now, don't, don't get alarmed. This is just, this is just church. It's church and so many people have been so afraid of what, and people have to do what they want to do. So God stands back in churches all over the world every week and says, well, you just go ahead and I won't interrupt your program. God has a way of doing things, and I believe and I stand by that 100%. But I want to tell you that Satan opposes what I'm going to talk to you about for just a minute because he believes that six-minute video that you watched more than you believe it. He hates that information more than any of us, including myself, will receive it. And he hates it because it just might stir some people up in this church today and it might cause you to realize you too are in the military service of Almighty God. We have men and probably some women that have spoken out when I mentioned the, the military a while ago, but God has his own army that he, ha he, is, he is screaming out at. And he is telling the church, it's time for you to wake up and arise. I'm ready to gift you and empower you with more than I've ever empowered people with. And to be honest with you, Satan doesn't like this. He likes status quo church as normal. I'm still dealing with this issue right now. But I'm sure there's men sitting out here that has dealt with a whole lot worse than I've had. Dirty, not eaten, not bathed in weeks or months. And they had to push on, so I'm pushing on. I know he opposes the word. And I'm not milking this today. But I ain't want to pass out and bust my head on the concrete. So I need you to just, just bear down a minute. I'm going to finish this message. I'm going to finish it, okay? Hallelujah. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we God, I'm your servant. We thank you, Lord. I don't belong to him. And we bind the hand of the enemy that will try to come in here and, and snatch the word. We thank you, Lord God, that this word will be taken. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, Lord God, that this word will fill us, Lord God, with what we need. We thank you, Lord God. We give you honor. We give you praise. And Lord God, we take nothing for the journey, Lord God. We are warriors, and we're tearing down walls. Hallelujah. We are going to stomp on the devil's head. Hallelujah. We're going to heal the sick. We're going to raise the dead. We're going to laugh our hearts. Hallelujah. And we're going to cast them out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. thank you, Lord God. Yes, Jesus. And we give you all the honor. And we give you all the praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I receive it, God. 
I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. I receive it. And I won't mention it again. You see, just take me out of the equation. Every person that's listening to me, you're listening right now. You're not playing on your phone or you're listening right now. You are a threat and you don't know you're a threat. I'm not interested in how bad you messed up. But even more than I'm not interested in how bad you have messed up, God certainly is not. He doesn't care how you've been labeled, how you've been made fun of. All that was was just a wilderness for you. And Satan will keep Christians trapped in wildernesses their entire life if he can do it. And this is why God is telling the church, listen, I'm happy that you are saved and you are mine. But what he's doing right now, you've got to be suited up. You've got to be armored up. You've got to be filled up. And you've got to stand up because Satan is roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And you can't do it on your own. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, God says. And you've got to walk in the fullness of the Spirit of God now. And you're not going to understand it. I know about it. I've been raised by it. I've studied it. I still study it. But I don't know everything there is. But I receive it because I know when I've not walked in the fullness of the Spirit of God. And then I know when I've walked in the fullness of the Spirit of God. And you cannot drive the ship no other kind of way through stormy waters unless you are filled with the Spirit of God. And I read you, I know, all three are one. We believe in the Trinity. All three is one at this church. But Jesus Christ, before his earthly ministry was initiated, he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he healed the first person church. And people can argue and say that just meant this or meant that. Listen, Satan is using churches and everything else to explain away all the power of God. But if you will receive it, God will gift you with everything that you can possibly contain. So Jesus was, he was filled with the Spirit of God. And then he through the Word of God. See, He was the Word. And we don't know if all 40 days, if He quoted the Word, as I said, or He just remained silent. But when He was filled with the Spirit on those last three temptations, He used the Word of God. And you can know the Word of God. You can have a heart knowledge. But when you throw the fuel of the Spirit on the Word of God that you know Satan cannot even come back with you, he cannot even revisit the issue because he knows when a person is just walking around with head knowledge and when they're walking around with more authority and power than he is. So this is what happens. We all find ourselves just like Jesus in the wilderness. And as Jesus made his way in that wilderness, see everybody out here, there's some of you that you came today and it was tough. 
and you're just in the wilderness and you think God doesn't love you. But let me tell you something. You need to worship God because He qualified you to go into the wilderness. I hate it when we pray for people and they don't get healed. But I love it a million times more when I can see the other side of what God was doing when He didn't heal them the way I thought He would with my eyes. Or when God wouldn't do this. And see, you're in the wilderness. You've done all the right things. All I did was get baptized and here I am and the Spirit led me there. And Jesus is sitting in the wilderness and day after day and when you're there, people think you've done something wrong. Here comes Satan and all he'll do, he'll just remind you of how dark it is. He'll remind you of how bad it is. And he'll begin just to, to pour it on He'll say, God's not real. You're going to church. You're getting involved. You're paying your tithes. You're even coming to prayer. You're in a life group. You're doing all those things. You're worshiping on your job. And it's not getting you up. Look at where you are. Look at what it's done for you. You're a young man or a young woman. And you're making a stand for Christ. But look, you're being ostracized. But you don't need to get upset. You don't need to worry about it because the whole time Satan is in your ear, that means he's devoting time to you because he knows that you can bring all kind of calamity to him and his kingdom. And this is why we have to leave our homes every day and we need to be Full of the Spirit of God because when you are full of the Spirit of God, it's not just an altar thing, but when you are full, you can look at Satan in his eyes and say, get behind me in the name of Jesus. It is written, I belong to God. I belong to God. Get away from me. And the Bible says, the Bible says that it's not option, that Satan has to flee. He has to flee. See, if we're all honest, we don't read our Bibles like we should. We don't treat our Bibles like it's food. We don't treat it like it's a phone. But you need to know that you've got to know more than everything else. I've got to have the Word of God and I've got to walk in the fullness. I've got to walk in being filled with the Spirit of God because when I walk and I'm filled with the Spirit of God, then the devil has no chance at all with you, church. And I know many of you are going through different things right now, and it feels like a wilderness. But listen to me. When Jesus came out of the wilderness, the rest literally is history. He hit the ground running. He began to heal. He began to draw crowds. He began to feed Thousands upon thousands. He began to do miracle after miracle. And he led people. He taught people. He trained people. He did all of these things. He prepared people. And if Jesus Christ was full of the Spirit, well, we don't need to do that now. All of that was, and I saw, talked about this last week, you need to get rid of doctrine and you need to fall in love with what the Bible still says today. Quit 
This, is, this whole thing, I, I got to come down there. This whole thing that we're doing, this whole thing, I ain't busy now. Hey, this whole thing, listen to me. The cross, the whole thing about the cross of Jesus, the whole thing, you saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, all of that is based not on your wisdom or what you think or what you've been able to rationalize, but believing Jesus died for your sins and going to heaven. Every bit of that is an act of faith, just believing in that. So if that is an act of faith, everything else that the Bible addresses that we need and that is available for us, it too, my brothers and sisters, is a matter of faith. Just like people reject salvation, people reject gifts, people reject blessings, people reject doors, people reject opportunities. But the Lord says you need to be filled. You've got to be filled because if you walk into a wilderness and you're not filled, any day you do that, the wilderness can always win and overtake you. This is why we have these questions. I thought they belonged to Jesus. I thought they worked in church. I thought they did all this. I thought they were a Christian, and they are a Christian. But all of you know that if you are not walking in the Spirit, this flesh, those three things I addressed a while ago, this flesh, this life, it can overtake you. It can get the best of you. And all it has to do is get in your mind, and you'll take care of the rest of it. That's why you can't walk. And lean, here I go again, you can't lean to your own understanding. If you lean to your own understanding, you're not going to acknowledge him. If you don't acknowledge him, you're not going to be filled by him. You're not going to do what he says to do. You're not going to be a person of faith. You're not going to be a person that I, I don't care how I'm sized up or what people say about me. You've got to be filled. The Bible says in Psalm 139 and 7, I'll read that scripture to you. It says, where can I go, David said, from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? David knew the spirit and the presence of God is the safest place because that man was on the run a lot of his life. Even being a leader, being a king, he still spent a lot of time in a wilderness called a cave and in a true wilderness. He spent a lot of times running from people that should have been on his team was on his back trying to take his head off his shoulders. And the devil knows no boundaries. Yes, Jesus is coming back. That very well could be Noah's Ark. It could be the thing that God is using to say, see, I told y'all all along. It really did happen. And I got news for you. And I don't need it. I know it all happened. But if one thing happened in this book right here that it says everything happened. If one thing happened, everything happened. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you this, and I'm getting ready to close here soon. It's already happened. Just the fact that there's a little strip of land about that big called Israel that the Bible foretold and told us that it would be the name of Jacob. I don't need any. I don't even need that. But it's over there today. And everybody wants to take it out. But it ain't going to happen. So I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back. And he's looking for his people to be like busy ants. I had a thought the other day. I went outside. 
uh, about a week ago, and the, the Spirit of the Lord just quickened me and said, you see that anthill right here? And all of you know what I'm saying is true. You can go one day and look at a piece of, piece of land at your house. You can go to that, that very same place, the next, and there can be a fire anthill that tall, or not quite that tall, but it can be a big mount. It happened at my house. The Lord says that's because those ants know they have a job to do, and they don't stop. See, our problem is Satan has taught people into stopping. I'm saved, and we have this attitude whether we admit it or not. Our butts in chairs and our arms folded says it for us. Bad thing to say on Pastor Appreciation Day, ain't it? Just the truth, though. If we're on our way to heaven, this is the third week in a row. God's going to find us like little ants, and we're working and we're doing. God, what can I do? What? We have a 30,000 deficit. There are people taking their lives. There are people doing all these things. And I believe there's going to be more discoveries. I believe there's going to be more things happening just so God can rub it in the world's face. I really believe. But the church has to look at it and say, wait a minute. We've got to do something with this. And so we've got to finish this mission. We can't do it with our head, church. You've got to be full of the Spirit. And you've got to say, God, you've got to wake this dead body up. I don't have an excuse. There's not a person in this church, and I can only preach to the people that are here. There's not a single person here, even visitors, that you cannot be great and mighty and instrumental in the kingdom work of God. Just by you breathing right now, prove that. And God wants to do it. I'm not, a, I'm not about motivating you or anything. If the power of God, the hunger to do something for God don't motivate you, I can't motivate you. If being grateful, talking about thanksgiving, if being thankful for what Jesus did 2,000 years ago don't motivate people, I don't get upset. And if people get more motivated about things that don't pertain to God and His kingdom than they do, then that's between them. I've delivered my soul. I've repeated what God told me in my ear to repeat. And I can't do anything but pray, God, help people to see where we are. Now, before I pray, I don't want you to think that I'm not being sensitive to what people are going through with because we are told to bear each other's burdens. We're told to lift each other up. And I know Satan is on your case, John 16, 33, and you don't have it on the screen. But Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. That sounds all like wilderness talk to me. You're going to go through the wilderness in the world. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And I read you about him overcoming the world after 40 of the toughest days a man could ever know. And Satan is the world because he said, it's all been given to me and I can give it to whoever I want to give it to. So be of good cheer today. We are more than conquerors. You can't overcome, but Jesus Christ intended for you and he made sure that it would still be available by the, the words of Peter. That is for everybody. You can be filled. You just got to quit getting this misunderstanding that you've been told that it's, it's a certain thing. Being filled with the Spirit only means one thing and then I'm freaked out by that. And you've got to look at what God's really doing and quit 
allowing Satan to whisper in your ear and say, well, you don't need this because I don't know how many people we have sitting in here or watching online right now, but I dare say if half of the people in this church walk out of this building being filled with the Spirit of God and you wake up tomorrow filled with the Spirit of God, we're going to see mighty revival blow up everywhere you, you are responsible for being. Because people cannot deny the power of God moving in a person's life. I need you to stand up if you will. We're going to pray. And as we pray today, I feel led to say this. If you feel like you are just in a lonely, dark, very scary, hurting wilderness, I'm going to ask you to come stand at this altar with me. I'm not going up on no stage today, neither. I'm staying right here. It's just a wilderness. And I, I don't have anything but time right this minute because God, God wants to do so much in 22 years of this ministry's existence. I have never felt what I feel. I, 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 I have never been as excited as I am with how God's preparing this church. There's a major transformation about to take place in this church that you're going to hear about in the next few weeks or months or two. Anybody else? A wilderness. And if you're here and your wilderness is, is sin... Salvation. Preacher, I've just been, I've been playing around with giving the Lord my life. And I know I need to, I need to take care of that. I want to ask you if, you, if you just come stand right here beside me. I don't even want you to walk to the, I need to address this. I need to get prepared so I can meet Jesus and not be left here. Anybody here? I want you to just come stand right beside me if this is you and just face just face the screen because God just wants to help you out so much I want to tell you that not one day has the Lord ever meant anything but love for people. See, God gets so much of a bad rap about being a, a judgmental or wrathful God. But see, that's, that's on hold right now, but that is coming.
because he is a just God. And one day he will pour out his wrath against all sin and evil and disobedience and rebellion. But all the Lord's ever wanted to do is just love people. That's why Jesus came. And that's all God wants to do right now. And if you are online or you're in this place and you need to just clear the air and say, God, I need to leave this day as a new man or a new woman in Christ. This is all I want you to... And just repeat it after me. Dear God, I thank you that you love me so much that you sent Jesus to die for my sin. I repent. I'm a sinner. I have transgressed your law and your word. I have rebelled. But now, I want to leave this life behind and I want to embrace you in the cross of Calvary. I give you the rest of my life. I will study to show myself approved. I will... Do what you say to do. I will pursue you. And I will hear you say, well done. Thank you for receiving me into your kingdom. I'm proud to be your child and your warrior. If you prayed, if you prayed that online, you can respond right now in the chat and we want to get you some information. If you prayed that at this altar, we're going to give something to you that's going to help you in your next steps. But I want to pray. And all of you that are standing out there, I need you to help me pray right now for every person at this altar that's in a wilderness right now. And you need to pray for yourself because, because you're not in it today doesn't mean that Monday morning is not going to be a, the worst Monday that's ever come your way in one regard. But don't resist it. The Spirit leads where we are supposed to be. It's God setting you up for you to hit the ground running. And you can be sustained and you can watch what God does. God, every person at this altar, we point our hand toward them, we pray for them, and we say, God, you anoint them, Lord, with your mighty, mighty anointing, oh God. I pray, Lord, no one would give up or be discouraged, but we would press on. The battle is not ours anyway. Lord, we are just warriors on this battlefield. You lead us where you need us, God. You told us that our job is to be salt and to be light. And you fill us with the Spirit, God, when we completely make ourselves available so you can complete the task at hand, God. So, God, we don't lean to our own understanding, Lord, but we acknowledge you right now. We give you, God, if it sounds crazy, if it looks crazy, if it seems like we're making a mistake, we're just being obedient, God. 
God, we praise you today because, Lord, the people of multitudes, we're going to be faithful, Lord. You've given us resources. You've given us the land. You gave us the keys a long time ago, but we've got to turn them. They're inside the door and the lock, but we've got to turn the key, God. And God, that's what you're doing today. In the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh Lord, that you would do what only you can do. And I pray, God, that people would know that God will not fail me because he can. I want you to say that at this altar. God will not fail me because he can't. He's not a man. He's not a liar. Father, right now, any person that needs to be healed today in any way, I want you to take, if you're able to stick both of your hands in the air and say, God, I'm not doing this so you'll know that I need it. You already know that. God, I'm raising my hands right now because that is my faith signal. This is my faith signal, God. And I say, Lord God, I know you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. You are the healing balm of Gilead, Lord, and right now I give you my pain. I give you the pressure that's in my body. I give you, Lord, all of the pressure that's in my mind. I give it to you, Lord. I need to be healed. And God, I pray, I speak healing over every hand in the air inside of this church right now for the glory of God and only God alone. Hallelujah. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Cancer be gone. Blood pressure be gone. Diabetes be gone. Emotional distress be gone. Back trouble be gone. Arm trouble, leg trouble, knee trouble. Every, every, every disease that is represented in here. You must leave in the name of Jesus by the authority that God gives to his children. God, we celebrate and we worship you. God, we pray over our youth, our students, our high school and college students. God, we pray over them because, Lord, they have a mission field at their feet every day that is impressionable, Lord. A lot of older people are around older people that are set in their ways, but not that group, Lord. They can still turn the world upside down, so fill them in the name of Jesus, O oh God. Use them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, I give you praise. And I give you honor and glory. And you're worthy. And all of God's people said amen and amen. I want you to give the Lord a great big hand.